Hello everyone, I'm Gabe Gottesman from 88.9 The Bridge here with the second installment of Principal Kelly's Corner. Last week, Mr. Kelly and I discussed some ways the administration is handling students' mental health and inclusion as well. Mr. Kelly, you just released a joint letter with Principal Anderson from Bellevue High School, which we will discuss soon. But first, it's time for a new weekly segment, uh, Questions from the Students of MI, where we choose one of the comments on our Instagram page by an MI student. One of the ones I really liked this week was um, someone asked, what is something about Mercer Island High School that makes it unique from other schools you've teach at in the past, other schools um, where you've communicated with other principals? What's something about Mercer Island that really stands out as um, something that makes it such a unique, exciting, inviting place? Having worked, let's see, in um, three states, <laughs> been a principal in four different schools, assistant in two other schools, and taught in two other, I have a bit of a perspective on that. Um, what I think that makes this place wonderful and great, I listen to the discussions about the students wanting to have this place as a school that they not only belong, but they lead and the student ownership of this space. Um, the other part that I love about that is that enters class discussions. As I get to go, I'm thinking about uh, Twam and Anis's class and listening to them talk through their courses, but also talk about how that relates to us as a school community. I also, I mean, we're in Friday morning. Uh, students are coming in. You know, the spirits there greeting yeah. everyone. Nobody's, no adults making that happen. It's it's the students. And that kind of homegrown, student-centered part is unique for a school that does as well as the school does, and we do. Another popular one we had was, what is your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Because this will be our last interview until Thanksgiving. Well, first, hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. And we can circle that back around to mental health in a minute. I know that that was a, a topic. Uh, my favorite Thanksgiving dish, I'm going to go with my mom and grandmother's homemade butter rolls. Wow. Yeah, they they are not healthy, but oh my <laughs> God. I mean, they're addictive. I actually think besides the salt, the butter, the yeast, and the flour and all that stuff, I think there's something they put in them yeah. that makes you crave more. I'm a mashed potatoes guy myself, but the rolls oh. the rolls are great oh, too. Oh, the homemade, the homemade dressing too. You know, growing up yeah. in the South, that was pretty amazing. I could bypass the turkey. If I could have those two things. Yeah. All right. So now it's time for Principal Kelly's shout outs where you give any sports teams from the high school that you want to congratulate. I know um, drama has been doing more shows uh, for the Odyssey. Anything that you want to congratulate the students of MI on? Yeah. So got to see the Odyssey last night. Uh, shout out to Milo. He was a great Odysseus. I, he, I kept wanting to yell out for Odysseus to kick everybody else's butt. It was <laughs> it was fun. The siren scene, uh, the girls who are the sirens. That was a really smart scene. It was clever. It was edgy. It fit into the play great. And it's it's a long play. It's two and a half hours, but I found myself engaged the whole time. So tonight at 7 o'clock in the PAC and tomorrow at 7 o'clock in the PAC, uh, I would highly advise anybody has a chance to go see it. it. It's great to have live theater back in the school. All right. So moving on to your letter from... Um, from this morning, Friday, November 19th, you and Principal Anderson from Bellevue said um, about the the rivalry between MI and Bellevue, which uh, everyone who's listening to this knows about. We can do better, and we have more that unites us than divides us. And of course, there have been some um, incidents in previous weeks and previous months that the school has needed to address. What are your main concerns right now about the state of the rivalry? And then, more importantly, what are your plans uh, as the leader of the administration to lead uh, this into the right direction. Thanks. Uh, first part is a rivalry. A great rivalry is a precious thing. They don't come along all the time. It, it takes uh, usually two schools, two organizations, two groups 
with two schools that have some even footing in what they're doing. They're competitive. They're regularly competitive. They have community support and there's passion behind what we're doing. So, you know, that part of it is precious. We have to hold on to that. We have to do it well. And the other part is a rivalry does, it's an emotional outlet for somebody to cheer at a game and to cheer somebody on. And, you know, our emotions can kind of go all over the place. So, you know, the first part would be, we always want to make sure we're cheering for the Islanders. I mean, let, let's always put that first. And it's always great to shout somebody out in a positive way. It's great to cheer for a team. And understand, we cheer against another team in a way, but that's not really the root cause. It's support us, ourselves. Right. And the other is just don't bring down the school and who we are by individual angry words or actions or taking something that may be really hurtful and really hard to take and making that more public and putting a lot of people in a really awkward spot. So, you know, my thought would be just make sure we're focusing on cheer and supporting ourselves and in that competition. And by doing that, you really honor the thousands of hours that our athletes or our performers or their athletes or their performers have put in to make this entertainment possible for us. And let's just make sure we celebrate that. I appreciate, I know that our ASB has been working hard to reach out to, to Bellevue and try to get some engagement on the ASB level, the student level. I do at least appreciate also that their administration was very receptive, helpful. It was trying to solve the solve some of the problems so that we could have this great opportunity and a great rivalry. So well, another question I've had, I've been asking people around now that we're doing this um, weekly interview series, my steel drum band teacher and <laughs> one of the band teachers at the high school, Mr. Thompson. One thing Mr. Thompson said was he's curious about some of the lessons that you and the administration learned from COVID that we're still kind of bringing in this year, because we know that last year there were Wednesdays off. Last year there were longer lunch periods last year. There were so many different things, but what's something that maybe from last year, looking back, you're like, that was such a great uh, insight that we had that we wanted to keep it rolling throughout this year too. Besides the masks. <laughs> right. I'll be I'm on the mask part. I'm just on a humorous side. Though. I, I think at some point it'd be awesome to have a mask burning if we can get <laughs> yeah. rid of these things. Or maybe when everybody removes their mask, we all come to school with novelty teeth. So everybody goes, oh my God, that was what was behind your mask or those <laughs> yeah. grotesque Austin Powers type teeth. Um, now, on a serious note, I, what we really are thinking about and learning is what is our own role as an independent learner are making us, uh, you know, and we're still working on it as adults too, but for our students that we're expert learners, we're really good at taking on a new thing that we don't know or a skill we don't have and how to approach that uh, independently and then work within a group with that. So trying to create expert learners, I think, is one thing that came out with COVID because we didn't have the ability for a teacher to give an assignment, watch every step of it, help every step, and then turn it at the end of class. So that became really apparent. We're looking at a, a couple of things. One would be uh, working with Schoology. So we are, I mentioned this last time, met with our teachers um, off and on all day yesterday, and they're really committed to trying to simplify that process. So we're going to be working on getting those things more into the Schoology calendar and making sure that we simplify that. So at least it makes it simpler when you have six or seven teachers in the day, you're not running six or seven different ways of keeping track of your work. So really appreciate our teachers working on that. And uh, that's something that I think you'll notice uh, becomes more consistent over time. Um, the other part with it is learning how important it is to give students really good work, not a worksheet, not like a rote thing, but like a complex problem or something that matters to them and figure out that the importance of that in learning. Um, 
and giving good work versus giving good information. So these are not new ideas, but I think they were, we kind of doubled down on them during COVID and thinking about it. And last part would be, and I and I worry that we may have lost this and we need to think about it. Um, it was really helpful for me and I think for many students to have some time where there wasn't a class, there was some like scheduled downtime where you got to choose how you use that time yourself. Right. I, I think that helped us manage it. And I think that's something that as we look at future schedules, we ought to keep in mind of what's the value of having that structured downtime. Uh, we have off periods for a lot, but uh, it's not part of like our design schedule. Yeah. So now is the time where you have any discussion towards the student body. This is going out on social media. This is going on websites, on Spotify, live on the radio station. No pressure, right? <laughs> this is your chance to speak to the world on anything <laughs> that you have, um, concerns, comments to the student body that you've noticed in the past week. So I was reading through the Islander. Did you read the uh, yes. Lena Hardesty, Chris Twombly art, yeah, opinion about, article about on the, the snail. Osprey? What are your thoughts? Well, I was going to ask you, so I, I did a little research. First, it was, I'll start with how I learned that the Osprey lived in that tree. Last year, I'm at a, I think a soccer game, and I watched one of those Osprey fly over some of our parent fans and totally let a dump go onto the two of them. And it was, it was one of those things where I really felt bad for those guests, um, you know, hard to yell at the Osprey, but, but they're real. And then I noticed where they flew, which was up in the nest. So there is actually a pair of Osprey living over the jungle, but, but Osprey don't really live in the jungle, but they live in our jungle. So they're there. So I think Twombly is putting it out like, you know, does that make sense? Before we turn it over to a serious topic, uh, there's always the option of the mascot long-term of like, is it kind of like a liger, right? Is oh. there some sort of hybrid between right. a snail and an osprey? That's a great idea. That could be really bizarre. That That is a great idea. I think we just had a revelation here. and it's I, You know, maybe a breakthrough moment here, Gabe. I think it could be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, – Moving on, sir, you asked about mental health. You're talking about that and support for mental health. Uh, you know, it's kind of enter this holidays. I I probably am not alone, but, you know, it's kind of a complex feeling right now. I, mean, I think a lot of us are a little tired. Um, things that may have been a little easier with school at times have been a little harder than they used yeah. to be. But on the other side, you know, we're things do keep opening up. We get to see our families, many of us, in a way we haven't in a while. Uh, so kind of this kind of mixed feeling right now. Of it's time for a break. Uh, but, man... It, I, the school's been awesome this year. I mean, what we've been able to do so far, I, I can't wait to see when we when we have, when we can do it all, uh, where we go. Hopefully, you know, Tolo and some things will go great coming up. Um, but on the mental health side, I was thinking we had um, Alex and Lena came and spoke with, uh, Lena again, so she's the all-star, I guess, of the day, um, came and spoke with our faculty yesterday. And what I heard from Alex was, number one, you know, with we talked about that work piece, you know, like when you're engaged in work at school, like when you're actually in it, that's not stressful. It's when you're like, I've got to do this and I can't get into it. Right. Or I just feel this disconnect. To me, that's when that's when I start, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that's when I start going up the walls. So, you know, thinking about that and, you know, she was very complimentary of teachers, but also I think that was a, a message of what can we do on that front. So that made me think about that need to have maybe two things in your life that are engaging. One may not be easy, <laughs> and you may not even like it that much, but you know it's important. And the other is something that just brings you some joy. And so you can kind of associate with one or disconnect and associate with the other and find that balance between at least two things. So, you know, for students, one, finding an interest they love and then something they just really want to work on to be better at, 
I, I think that's a great piece. And, and the other part was Lena shared the importance of connections and going, I think, beyond our inclusion. I think going beyond, like, are you a member of a team? I think we own this as members of the school community. What are we doing to reach beyond, like, if you and I were on the same team, working on that play together, but really reaching out and checking out how each other are doing and really asking sincerely and listening uh, to how each other are doing and, and just being there and connecting on a level beyond the task. I think we do those things. It allows us a lot of buffer for when we do have tough times. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So um, is there anything else you'd like to add to the student body? Um, uh, do us all a favor. Uh, you got next week before we, we have yeah. two and a half days. Then we have a little break, and uh, hopefully uh, I'll be able to eat some of my – I won't be able to get home to my parents in those rolls, but hopefully have some good food. <laughs> uh, hopefully have a little downtime. What I would ask is that just for your listeners, if they have another student – I mean, teachers are great with it. They're welcome to it with teachers. But if there's another student that's just done something that helped them, verbally reach out and just say what it was and thank you. And let's be thankful to one another because what – we've accomplished together in the start of the last, you know, 10 weeks or so in school is just something to be proud of. So thanks. Thanks, Gabe. Yeah. Thank you, Principal Kelly. It's been a lot of fun these past weeks and I'm excited for, for more. And finally, to wrap it up, as always, the song of the week. I don't know if you prepared one this time around, but the one song you want to encourage your, uh, your MI family to listen to. And also we'll put it at the end um, on the live air so people can, can listen to it in their cars or in their homes. I'll give you two to choose from again. Uh, one is by uh, Santa Gold, a Philadelphia artist called L.E.S. Artiste. So it stands for Lower East Side Artiste. Um, love the song because it really makes you think about, like, you know, working hard for something as we're talking about. But, you know, considering the price that you pay for it and weighing that out as a creative person or somebody aiming for something. So I'm putting a serious message, but it's also a cool song. Uh, the other is The Underdog by Spoon. Uh, so if you haven't heard it, it's just an uplifting funny little song about being underestimated and uh, you know like a snail being underestimated and persevering nonetheless that might be perfect for the current state let's do that let's go let's go with the underdog by spoon uh, which is by the way an austin band so shout out to uh my wife's hometown all right thank you so much principal kelly for joining me once again today and i'm i'm so glad that um, I know that I've been talking to people that say it, it's it's great to get some transparency and it's easier to be able to listen to something and just hear your thoughts directly. And it's been it's been really great to to have you joining me. Thanks, Gabe. Have a great day and happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>